Headline Hollywood. Entertainment cronies and cinema elitists hand out awards for excellence in moving pictures. Sometimes the winners don't hold up to the test of time. So we're here in the future to tell them how they got it wrong. This is Switch the Envelope. Welcome to Switch the Envelope, the podcast that aims at rewriting Hollywood history. My name is Corey. And my name is Jeff. Jeff, on this show, we typically talk about the best that Hollywood has to offer, or at least the best that Hollywood has to offer during a particular awards season. We try. We, we, we do our best. Yes. You know? And oftentimes, we're pointing out you know, where they went wrong. Exactly. You know, where, where maybe they shined a little too much light on a particular film or a particular actor or actress. I think tonight we should do a show all about... Where there the, wasn't enough light? Absolutely. We should shine a little more light on some actors that are fantastic, that really haven't gotten... They really haven't gotten the uh, amount of praise that they deserve for the quality of work that they're doing. So you're saying we should shine a light where the sun don't shine? Uh, well, I mean, uh, with permission? Consent. Consent matters, Jeff. Consent. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, but yes, we should take a look at the underrated actors or our favorite underrated actors of Hollywood. So we should shine a light. On the underrated actors that don't get enough praise. We should praise the shit out of them. Yes, and, and this this means like, I mean, uh, of course every actor has had some praise uh, out there. Otherwise they probably wouldn't continue to act. <laughs> they would yes. they would disappear into obscurity. Um, but, yeah, so these are, these are actors or actresses that, you know, really put 100% into their characters. They do interesting things. They have a lot of range, but they aren't necessarily getting regular or leading roles. They take up a lot of uh, supporting character roles, supporting cast roles. Maybe they have a few leads here and there. They're not, you know, getting nominated for a lot of awards, though they should be. This would be like the snub category. Or we could also say that this could be a category where there is an actor who's maybe getting a lot of lead parts and they still don't really get the respect mm. that the uh, craft deserves. Absolutely. So all of those types of actors we should we should cover today. Exactly. But before jumping into our episode, we're going to go over all our social media responses we received. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we did shoot this out to the Twitterverse and to Instagram to find out <clears throat> who your favorite uh, underrated actors were or who you thought was the most underrated we threw out a question on twitter and you responded and we we have some of your response here yes there are a lot so we'll just read a few of these digital mailbag so the first one comes from at sarah buttery who is the host of the podcast jaws for a minute and she says if i've said it once i've said it a thousand times but roy scheider the man from Jaws. Of course, she's a little biased because she runs a Jaws podcast. But <laughs> What about the shark? The Why shark, is the Bruce. shark not? Bruce is incredibly <laughs> underrated. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I would say that Roy Scheider, I think, for modern audiences, is completely underrated. There's a, a, a whole generation that should get on board because the dude is a powerhouse from the 70s. Well, I think he also has the problem of always starring with actors who are 
bigger marquee names. Sure. <clears throat> so I think when you have when you're a talent like he is, and you earn the respect of other actors, and you can hold your own, I think that is a problem because sometimes you also will be placed on the same casting sheet as another actor or actress who is just a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. So you kind of get lost in the shuffle. Another person who is similar to this is Kevin Pollack. Kevin oh, Pollack yeah. is on a lot of films, or sorry, he's in a lot of films where he makes everybody around him look better. Perfect example is A Few Good Men, yeah, where he has a outstanding cast around him, but still he stands out. Being Tom Cruise's assistant, he makes everybody else around him look great. Yeah, and and he's he's one of these guys who was a stand-up comedian known for doing like an amazing Christopher Walken, right? His Christopher Walken is one of the best in the industry, and the reason why so many people decided that they wanted to try to do Christopher Walken <laughs> as a as a Im- impression, but then he does dramatic roles. He gets hired to do movies, not as a comedian, and he knocks the dramatic roles out of the park. So awesome! Good on the both of them. Roy Scheider, we salute you. Kevin Pollack, we see you and we salute you. Okay, from at the movie nerd SB, William Finchner. Finchner? Finchner. Finchner? Finchner. Fittenschner. <laughs> Nailed it. Fittenschner, got it. This is one of those guys where you know his face. He's a character actor. You do not know his name. So, William Fittenschner. I know him most importantly from the movie Go. Yes, you do. Okay, yeah. the movie Go, he plays the most creepy, funny, awesome part. He is so amazing in that movie. I love As, he He's makes, like selling Amway. He's selling like Amway. <laughs> it's Confederated Products. Yeah, that's right. It's not, not Amway. Amway. It's not Amway. It's Confederated Products. <laughs> <laughs> he's standing buck naked in the middle oh. of the room. He's like, here, smell this. Smell my, smell my arm. This is that cologne you liked. Yeah, he is amazing in that movie. <laughs> One of those actors that's going to give you 110% every time and kind of blend into the background. Him and Jay Moore and uh, what's the other guy's name? Wolf. Um, oh, Scott Wolf? Scott Wolf. Yeah. Scott Wolf, Jay Moore, and him all playing that part together. The way Scott Wolf and Jay Moore play off each other as this guy is being right. just, as he, as uh, William Fitchner is being so weird. Man, I love that, that scene. It's great. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. A, a wonderful poll. Thank you, the movie nerd SB, <laughs> and for William Fitchner, we salute you. We see you. All right, from Twitter we have at J Movie Talk suggested Iman Walker, who has been giving performances since the HBO series Oz, but people uh, rarely mention him or know his name. Iman Walker is another one of those great actors that is always giving you 110%. He's in The Thid Red Line. So most people will know him as the person from Lord of War. He's the one that plays... Lord of War, yes. Yes, he says, Lord of War, and he says, it's Warlord, and he says, I like it my way. Yeah, he's Andre Baptiste. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next in the digital mailbag, Alice White THP, the Happy Places podcast... Rogue Fun, a podcast story, and greetings from Cyberland, a rent revisit podcast. This girl's busy. Yeah, yeah. A lot of podcasts. Now Good for you, Alice. Alice White, I have to thank you for this one because oh, yeah. uh this actor that she suggested or Alice White suggested, I don't know if that's a, a moniker or if it's a person. It is a it's a person. Okay. She's a lady. Um 
I think I think she her is the pronoun she uses. Okay. So she has suggested Walton Goggins, mm. and I gotta say Walton Goggins is one of the best actors of the millennium. <laughs> he is fantastic. I have a special place in my heart for all of that Walton Goggins' work. I've liked him since he was on Justified. I've liked him since he was on Sons of Anarchy. I actually even watched The Unicorn. I'm sad they canceled it. Oh, they canceled it. I didn't know they canceled it. Yeah, Walton Goggins is fantastic. Yeah, I, I reached out to Alice specifically on, on Twitter when she posted this. Because she, she says, no one ever talks about him, but he's so talented. Then she's not listening to our show. I know. And I was like, we brought him up a few times. <laughs> it, uh, it is one of Jeff's favorite actors of the moment. Uh, absolutely uh, floored me when, when she wrote this because I was like, oh, Jeff's going to love this suggestion. To be honest, when I watched him on The Unicorn, which is just a standard fucking sitcom show for networks, right? He looked out of place. He looked out of place being just a normal dude doing comedy. Now, when he was on Justified, where he was the rebel doing some real acting, drama, he was perfectly in his element. I think it was weird for him to be in a show like The Unicorn. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just didn't work. But was Did he stand out, or, or was it that the show was he, not sort of written for him he plays these really gritty roles i mean in sons of anarchy he was a um he was a transgender prostitute mm -hmm. okay in uh, justified he was definitely the villain and the arch nemesis of the main character when i saw him in the unicorn his most recent thing uh it was really odd to see him that way because he was so average and common because he was just like a dad trying to get his life together uh, he's he's one of these actors that is a two-day-old beard actor right like he he constantly just has like a two-day beard growth. No. No? Not at all. No. I feel like he's... When I think of Walton Goggins... He's not I, Tom I Hardy. Think, I think of not 5 o'clock shadow, a little longer than 5 o'clock shadow. No, it's not like at all. It's like the mental image I have of him. Not That's not him? Not at all. No. That's mm. Tom Hardy. That's I not think him. <laughs> I often confuse him with one of my favorite underrated actors, and that's Scoot McNary, who is a... They look nothing alike. Three-day-old beard I, actor. They look nothing alike, but I definitely applaud the segue. <laughs> Before we get into Scoot McNary, we should probably uh, wrap up the other people uh, from social media that contributed. We had uh, on our Instagram at Hit Record Movie, which is available on Amazon Prime and also newly free for you to watch on YouTube. Go watch Hit Record. Gratuitous sponsorship. They suggested Catherine Hahn, which just barely this past year nudged out of underrated into well-rated i feel because of her work on wandavision really sent her into the stratosphere and now she's a household name but before that i feel like absolutely she would show up in things and you'd be delighted if you knew her if you didn't know her but you wouldn't necessarily like consider her as a lead role or consider her as a, a main component of a cast she was very good at supporting. I still don't see her as a, as a lead character yet. I do. Yeah, I do. I think she's got all the charisma. She's got all of the pizzazz. I see her as the comic relief still. Well, she can still be comic relief, but she, she's done a bunch of other projects that really show her range that I think people will start recognizing now because they've they finally found her, you know, as, as fans. It's because I've always pictured her as the 
the wife from Step Brothers and sure. the wife from We Are the Millers, and she plays not similar characters, but she's just she's hilarious in both of those. Yeah. And that's where I see her at. She's in Bad Mom, she's hilarious. You know I haven't seen Bad Moms, I've seen Bad Dads. <laughs> it's a very different film. It is. It's a very different film. Uh, but also from Instagram, our, our best friend, Jeff, friend of the show. Lindsay Brooks. Former guest. Lindsay, she took mine, actually. She took Lindsay my, uh, She took one of my well, suggestions here. W- because we, we know Lindsay, we know that there was only one option that she would have provided for this question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because it's her, her favorite actress. That's Judy Greer. Absolutely. And completely agree with her. I do agree with her because I actually love Judy Rear. Yeah, I do too. She's always fantastic. She's one of those actresses or actors that when they show up on screen, I get excited. Like, oh, this is going to be good. It's like yeah. Elizabeth Banks, Judy Greer. You know, there's, there's certain actors that when they show up in a project, you're just like, oh, okay, all right, we're good. We're good. We're, we're fine. Like, we're in good hands. Judy. I call her Judy. Sometimes I call her Jude. You know? Jude. Sometimes I call her hey, Jude. Jude. Just between her and I. Yeah. Pillow talk. Yeah, pillow talk. <laughs> so I can say, hey, Jude. Yeah. So thank you to everybody on social media who answered our question. We appreciate it. <clears throat> and if you want to keep leaving some more, go ahead, because yeah, we continue. will keep the conversation going. Absolutely. At Switch Envelope on Twitter, at Switch the Envelope on Instagram. Keep those actors coming. Exactly. Who else? Who, who do we have? I mentioned Scoot McNary. I... I'm Let's a, start with Scoot McNary. I'm a huge fan of Scoot McNary. He's another one of those actors that, like we just talked about, when he shows up, I feel safe. I'm like, okay. Except when he shows up on True Detective and oh, his well, kids are missing. His characters are not safe. That I, there should be <laughs> a caveat there. I feel like the project is going to be awesome because he's a part of it. That I'm I'm safe in being a fan of whatever show he's a part of because, for the most part. He's going to knock it out the park, and I'm going to be really entertained. I like Scoot McNary. Halt and Catch Fire. His yeah, fa- True Detective. His like. best, um, his absolute best work was in Godless. Could be the writing. Godless was one of the best Westerns I've ever seen. He attaches himself. like he, I don't know if, if he you know, or his agent really work hard to put him in stuff that really works on another level. But he's he's been in lots of really great great projects. But he always kind of plays the uh, <clears throat> like a guy who's kind of a dim witted. Some yeah sometimes you know what I mean. Like oftentimes he's a very fractured uh, person. There's some underlying thing that makes him like a broken person, which makes him more interesting, more compelling. And he he pulls it off seamlessly. And, you know, he really, really works that three-day beard growth acting. <laughs> I love it. But it works with guys like Scoot McNary or like the the uh, All-State guy. Not the All-State guy. And every guy, single the, um, player in the NHL. Yeah, exactly. If yeah. you play hockey, playoffs. I think that they when they try you out for hockey, they make you they, – they check your beard growth. <laughs> and they see how the beard's going to look because when you're in playoffs, all you have is a beard. So when you're like uh, – What's his name? What's that guy on the Penguins? Sidney Crosby. Crosby, yeah. If you're Crosby, if you're Crosby yeah. man, that guy looks like patches. <laughs> I mean, he is just patches all through the... Maybe that's why he can't win a Stanley Cup. Right, because he can't grow a proper beard. He can't grow a proper beard. <laughs> he's, he's cursed that team <laughs> because his beard is shitty. 
Yeah, there was enough guys when they did win the cup to <laughs> to cover. Hello, folks. It's Jeff from Switch the Envelope. See, Corey and I decided to waste our time and talk another 30 minutes about hockey and beards. I don't know why. So what we did is we cut this whole section and put in a little bit of New York swing music. All right. Back to the show. No, but I said, I said uh, they had to go out and get... They had to go out and get Ovechkin. I meant Malkin. Oh, I see. I see to help Sidney yeah. Crosby's beard out. The talky talk here on Switch the Envelope. <laughs> Shit. Apparently, we're still talking sports. Okay, now back to the real show. Oh, going down the list here, I see a man who can grow a good beard and looks good with or without it and also puts on fierce performances in everything he's in, and that's Ben Foster. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Ben Foster is I've been, I feel like I've been a fan of Ben Foster's since he he and I were both children. <laughs> he was on a, a Disney Channel like a Canadian show that the Disney Channel picked up called Flash Forward. And I I, I was a big fan of that show and was like these kids are going to go places and then he started showing up in things and I was always like is that the guy from that show? And it turned out to that that he was it was Ben Foster. And I was like, well, Ben Foster is a really good actor now. You know, he's he's in uh, like The Messenger with uh, Woody Harrelson. It's amazing. The Mechanic with um, I actually Jason did not Statham. like The Messenger, but I see where you're going with it. I thought Messenger was really boring. The, okay, so like, I'm not speaking of the movie themselves, but his performance in the movie. Like his ability to be 100% of the character, to be engaging as a character... And to really be giving his all to that performance. I agree. And when the, I see actors. a movie where Ben Foster's in it, I usually will watch it. 310 to Yuma, I think. Is, is he's the, in 310 oh, to Yuma. He's so good in 310 to Yuma. He's also in Alpha Dog, which is one of my, um, despite the ending of that movie. <laughs> Second time we've brought up Alpha Dog. I don't care, man. <laughs> it's the only film where Justin Timberlake does a good performance. and Black Snake Moan, but okay. Ben Foster is fantastic in it. He's so good. Next on our list would be the wonderful Lakeith Stanfield. Ooh, Lakeith Stanfield. Got his first Oscar nomination this past year. Yes, and I think that Lakeith Stanfield, I actually liked originally watching him on um, Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Atlanta was, I mean, I haven't seen a new season of it, but the season that I did watch of it, or the two seasons I watched of it, were fantastic. And Lakeith Stanfield... um, in Judas and the Black Messiah. So good. Yeah, the fir- first time I, I remember seeing him was in Short Term 12 with Brie Larson. Great film. Everybody, I mean, everybody in that film. Yeah, and in Get Out, he had a good part also where he was, I mean, he scared you because you didn't yeah. know why he was freaking out. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Knives Out, he's great. Uh, the first time I remember seeing uh, Sorry to Bother You is a weird movie, but he's great in it. Uh, you know, sorry to bother you. Well, it's like, to, be, it's like, to be fair, it's like ninety percent great, and then he, it gets really weird. To be fair, Lakeith Stanfield in real life is weird, but you is, know, he, is he weird in real he's life? Very I, real. I'm not. I'm he's not very weird, dude. Familiar. He's very weird, dude. Uh, maybe it's just because he's from Victorville. He likes like he likes like eating his feet and stuff. He's very weird. Eating dude. his feet. He like he like sucks on his toes and stuff. He's kind of a weird dude. All right. Well, let's move on from Lakeith Stanfield. <laughs> <laughs> Underrated actor, though, it has nothing to do with his acting ability. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I mean, he's, you mentioned that he's in Atlanta. Another under underrated actor 
From Atlanta. From Atlanta, Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Absolutely fantastic. Now, I think he is well-respected. He is very well-respected as a writer. Yes. As a comedian, as a comic writer. As a rapper. As a rapper. And or a musical, I wouldn't even say artist, a rapper. Musical artist. Musical yeah. artist, because a lot of his stuff isn't just rap. Well, he's, he's evolved. He, he used to be more sort of traditionally rap, and then it became more... Not really. I mean, his first albums were... He, he did this, like, rap sing. And yeah. plus, Childish Gambino is actually two people. It's not just him. Is it? But, huh. yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a pairing. But still, uh, Donald Glover himself... You really saw his acting on Community. Sure. <laughs> Troy Barnes. Yeah. So, um, which was great, but it was still, it was comedy. Sure. But it was funny as hell. And then, and then Atlanta. And then Atlanta. <laughs> well, no, uh, Atlanta is still comical. I mean, it's no, still no, 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 no. comical. But, uh, the, the characters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's not Troy Barnes in Atlanta. You have to understand also that in the TV show Atlanta, Donald Glover created a second character teddy perkins <laughs> where he went under per, under prosthetics and did yeah. a bunch of makeup and he was this creepy weird guy yeah. and going back to lakeith stanfield lakeith stanfield was acting with him and didn't realize he was actually acting with donald glover the whole time <laughs> that's funny okay so uh that says something about both characters right in the show and both actors yeah I, I, absolutely but both of those guys are powerhouses that if if they aren't mostly now because of very recent you know goings on in their careers they should be absolutely household names yes absolutely yes I, like i want my mom to be like you know this lakeith stanfield's really good like yeah like, that's how you know an actor has transcended when like your parents bring them up and you're like absolutely yeah i've been watching their movies for 10 years they're uh, they're amazing <laughs> All right, who's, who's next? Okay, Corey, you're up next. Who's next? Let's go. Let's go. Let's hit, a, let's hit a big one here, Jeff. Let's hit a big one. This is an actor who had a big moment, then fell off in the 90s. Am I going to have to call my mommy about this? My mommy about this? All right, there are two actors that had okay. big moments <laughs> in the 90s. <laughs> Is this going to make me scream? Yes, it, it'll okay, make, it's you gonna scream. make me scream. An actor who is like, who got kind of pigeonholed as the quirky guy in a lot of the more commercially sound uh, films, the like oddball. What's this going? What's this going to make me Scooby Doo? <laughs> that one's really bad. <laughs> I, I can't accept that one. <laughs> no, uh, well, yes, we're talking about Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard, awesome. He, he had a moment where he was the supporting friend role. He was the supporting actor role in every 90s film. And the movies that you didn't see, like SLC Punk, you know, where he was the the lead character, he was just as good. And just nobody saw those those films, the smaller films. I was into the personality, I should say, because he wasn't really doing comedy. He was doing more of a comedic was, personality. Yeah, he was a he was a, a wacky guy. Yeah, and I was more I was most into not that. Even, not even wacky. He was he was just sort of like he was the character that was no, he was wacky. A little when he was off, in hackers. A little off. Yeah, in hackers, he was super wacky. Yeah, 
and I was really into that person. I thought it was great. And then I saw him in Scream, and I was like, oh, it's that. Yeah. It's Serial Killer. You get from, excited, right? Yeah, yeah. Serial Killer from Hackers. Yeah. And now he's playing an actual serial killer in another movie in the 90s. Yeah, and yeah, I, f- I feel like people don't praise him enough. Like, the dude holds it down, uh, has a tremendous amount of range. You know, like, Good Girls, he plays... Uh, uh, you know, one of the husbands on on the TV show Good Girls, and he is 180 from that hacker's character. <laughs> like, well, yeah, he's also 180 com- years older. Well, that's true, but completely different. He's also Shaggy on Scooby Doo, and honestly, the only living person on the planet that could have taken Shaggy and done it live action. Perfect casting, if ever there was one. The movies are hard to watch at times, but perfectly cast as Shaggy and he ended up becoming the animated voice of Shaggy after was Dick Clark was Dick Dick Clark that was the voice of Shaggy I think it was Dick Clark so he took over the mantle of somebody who is became you know set a tone for the most one of the most iconic cartoon voices of all time stepped into that role and is perfectly perfectly cast for it I I can't I can't say enough nice things about Matthew Lillard I, I like what he does uh, another one of those actors, a lot, I mean, every actor on this list is one of those where like they show up on screen and you're like, ooh, this is going to be a good film or this is going to be an interesting scene or this is going to be something that I'll, I'll enjoy because they are a part of it. Matthew Lillard is one of those characters or, or one of those actors. Okay, so let's talk about the next person on our list who was a big name in the 90s. One of the biggest stars to come out of that era, but with most actors, his star faded. The same setup as Matthew Lillard. But this guy, I, I'm i sad because his career just sort of stopped. And he continued to act, but it felt like it just stopped dead in its tracks. And that is Brendan Fraser. Now, I don't think that um, his his career stopped. I think he did a lot. Yeah, no, no, no. He 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 did work after you know the third Mummy movie. I, they even made a fourth mo- Mummy movie. But like, he his star completely burnt out around the the sort of end of the Mummy movie turn, and I don't understand it. I I thought Brendan Fraser was going to be the next Harrison Ford. I mean, I think a lot of people did. Yeah, he was on a trajectory, and then nope, nothing. So, I mean, he did do so many movies. I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know how to say that he didn't, that he, because he didn't really fade out. He was out, he was in Hollywood for like 15 years doing solid movies. Yeah, I think he got a, he got a reputation early as being, a, what do they call them? Uh, a himbo with Encino, like a bimbo, but for, for men. Okay. Right? Uh, muscular, dumb guy, right? He was George of the Jungle. He was Encino Man. He was the guy who took his shirt off. And then he does the Mummy movies, and he does Blast from the Past, and he starts doing really interesting work that was big budget, got him in front of a ton of audiences, made a ton of money, and then it stops. And you kind of can see the transition from Brendan Fraser to The Rock in the Mummy franchise. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> as the rock sort of is like hold my beer and takes over what brendan fraser's career could have been right you could totally see 90s brendan fraser killing it in the jungle cruise is all i'm saying he would have he would have murdered that movie it would have been amazing yeah yeah he absolutely would you know 
he totally could have been saving people from skyscrapers. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. he also did Journey to the Center of the Earth. He did a lot of movies like... Yeah, Jenner. He did basically all the movies that The Rock remade. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The Rock sort of took over. Yeah, the, the Rock started making his sequels. Yeah, everyone always thinks that The Rock did re, remade Arnold Schwarzenegger's career, nope. but he really didn't. He did... He stole Brendan Fraser's, Fraser's career. career. <laughs> he stole it. We, we're declaring it now. Now, I love The Rock. I'll watch everything that he does. I will not watch everything The Rock does. I think it's very selective, and The Rock is kind of cheesy. Agree, yes, but I'll still watch everything Everything he does. I will not. I love that smile. Corey, you have never watched any of the Fast and the Furious movies. You are a liar. I have seen the one where he flexes out of a cast. Okay, that's one movie, and it's a terrible one. So you are a fucking liar. You know what is better he's been than... In the, he's been, you know there's is, nine movies, and he's been in since the fifth. You know okay, what is larger? You haven't seen four of his movies. You know what is larger than my love for The Rock is my disdain for Vin Diesel. <laughs> okay, well, I'm saying, <laughs> you said you will watch anything if The Rock is in it. That's four movies you have not watched. I know. I, I, I keep telling myself that I'll do a marathon of the Fast and Furious movies one of these days, but then I just can't. <laughs> now, I will say a, par, a place where... Uh, Brendan Fraser was really good, was in Scrubs. Oh. He played a very tender and nice character in Scrubs, and he was on like a three-episode arc. When you Very s- good. When you see him pop up, you go, oh my shit. Dude, it's Brendan Fraser. That's awesome. Were you just going to say, oh my shit? Oh my shit. Because that's hilarious. Oh my shit. It's Brendan Fraser. And you get excited because you, you're like, okay, this is going to be fun. It's Brendan Fraser. I'm excited about this. Where has he been? Even though he he likely has been regularly working the entire time. Exactly. But it, but he doesn't get into those larger circles that he was. I mean, even now he was in No Sudden Move, which was a very good movie. Um, I don't. Know, did you see it, Corey? No. No Sudden Move is an HBO Max movie. It was out on HBO Max. Just came out. Came out. A oh, month ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know of what you're talking about, but I haven't I, I haven't seen it yet. It stars Don Cheadle mm-hmm. and Benicio del Toro. Apparently, there's a whole storyline about a catalytic converter. Is there? I believe so. That's what I, I was don't told. remember that. Somebody. I, I have a, a long history of having my catalytic converter stolen for for all you switches who are interested. And somebody was like, "Oh, I was watching this movie, <laughs> and there's a thing about a car and a catalytic converter. It made me think of you." Anyway. Well, this stars uh, Kieran Culkin and um, Brendan Fraser, and it's very convoluted. The storyline. Mm-hmm. It's like if you miss, if you blink for a second, you'll totally miss the point of the story. But it's <laughs> it's. But Brendan Fraser's in it. He is unrecognizable at some points because he has gained a little bit of weight. He Val Kilmered it. He no, he double the Val Kilmered it. Well, I'm I'm saying like. I'm saying, Corey, you need to go watch this movie so you can see what I'm talking about because this is unrecognizable Brendan Fraser. I'm, I've seen still photos of him uh, more recently. And yeah, he, he's gained some weight. That's fine. He's, he's an older guy. And he's not getting hired for leading man type roles. I mean, if you see him in uh, George of the Jungle and then you see him in this, so you're, you're like, saying what that he, happened? He Marlon Brando'd it. He definitely Marlon Brando'd okay. it. Well, Marlon Brando was getting Godfather roles when he was... Anyway, well, he wasn't like that. He he was like that in uh, Marlon Brando was oh, like that no, in the like score. Fat Marlon Brando, yeah, was Marlon, the fat score. Was much much later. Not it's like eight nineties Marlon Brando. Yeah, where he's like uh, Island of Doctor Moreau. <laughs> yeah, Marlon Brando. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> so we have one more to say. 
one more on our list. Hmm. The most underrated actor of all time. The one that this show constantly puts out there. The main, <laughs> the main star of this show that needs no introduction. If you do not know the genius, you have not listened to this show. He started his career with minor roles in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. That is our man. The supporting actor from Roadhouse. <laughs> We're talking about the one, the only, underrated actor, Sam Elliott. Oh, the mustache. Sam motherfucking Elliott. Yes, Sam Elliott, one of the most underrated actors of any generation. Yes, he's the man, the myth, the mustache. The maverick. Also in The Mask. I can't think of any other M's. <laughs> Mr. Sam Elliott. Mr. Sam Elliott. Oh, we hope you enjoyed the conversation about underrated actors. Again, follow us on Twitter at Switch Envelope or at Switch the Envelope on Instagram to continue the conversation and let us know who your favorite most underrated actor or actresses are. You can always go to switchtheenvelope.com for all your Switch the Envelope needs. There were so many that we could not get to. Uh, on on our list, respectively, and even some that were shouted out on Twitter and Instagram. But let's continue that on the social media. Let's have fun with it and continue to celebrate these actors who don't get the light shine on them. You know, there's some that we didn't even agree on, so we couldn't say them. True, true. Some that got... Crispin Glover. Stuck to the editing floor. And there's even ones that we did agree on, like Eugene Levy, that we just didn't have time for. Oh, Eugene Levy, we forgot to say his. Oh. So I just good. finished. I just finished Shit's Creek. Oh, so good. He's so good. He's very good. So good. Anyway, continue the conversation on social media. We'll uh, we'll pick it up with you there. Go see all of the movies that we've <laughs> referenced to support these actors and actresses in their craft doing. And, a, and apparently, if you work. watch Lone Survivor, you'll see every single one apparently, of these actors in the middle of the movie. Or Halt and Catch Fire. Apparently, we've listed like six cast members. <laughs> halt and <laughs> Catch Fire. Yeah. Switch the Envelope has soft-launched a Patreon. If you are a fan of the show and you would like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com backslash switch the envelope. Every patron that signs up gets early access to the shows, and you will also receive all our mini-episodes exclusively. All our patrons will also have access to all our new merchandise, and you will also be included in any events that we have scheduled. Yeah, it's we're 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 feeling it out, you know. And your feedback and your your participation will feed a lot of the ideas that we'll we'll go into. The sky's the limit, and we really want to have you know a special time with the fans that really, really, really you know want to support us. Uh, in, in a big way and you know share the love and have fun with you guys outside of just listening through the regular podcast feed so go to patreon.com forward slash switch the envelope and you can become a patron today but again otherwise you can listen and subscribe to switch the envelope uh, wherever you listen to podcasts or go to switch the for all your switch the envelope needs until next time go see some movies and we'll see you later switches See you later, Switches. It's late. Switch the Envelope is a Riff Lab production. All episodes of Switch the Envelope are written and produced by Jeff and Corey. Each episode is mixed and edited by Jeff at Studio 85.